and we had some family photos done and I was dreading it the whole time I was dreading it because I knew I wasn't going to love them. I just remember it being hot. I remember being uncomfortable. I remember my clothes not fitting the way they should have been fitting. And I just remember just being miserable. And then the photos came out and I was just like, not again, please God, not again. And I was 39 and I turned 40. I was turning 40 that September, so in a month. And it's a picture of me holding my kids. I said, I said, I gotta be here for them. I can't, I can't do this again. So I need to get, I need to get things sorted out. Sorry about that. You're good. You're good. Don't be sorry. So what I did this time though, is I took a measured approach and I said, I got really gotta, I gotta figure out something that's sustainable and that's, that's going to work for me. Welcome to Cut the Crap with Beth and Matt, the world's number one no bullshit health and fitness podcast. Are you ready to cut the crap with your diet and exercise, get strong as fuck, and build a healthy relationship with food? Then you've come to the right place. Let's Let's go. If you'd like to support us in the podcast, join our Patreon where you get exclusive content, which consists of monthly workouts you can do at home or at the gym, monthly challenges that are either strength, habit, or mindset-based, and access to over 100-plus low-calorie, high-protein, family-friendly meals. These are all designed by a professional chef who is certified in nutrition. These recipes are already in my fitness pal for easy fucking tracking. New recipes are also added each week. We believe that fitness is for everyone. So this is our way of getting you started on your health and fitness journey at a price most everyone can afford. So what the fuck are you waiting for? We'll see you in the Patreon. Sean, hello. Sean, welcome to Cut the Crap, man. We're happy to uh, yeah. excited to chat with you today. Oh man, I've been fanboying about this for like a week. <laughs> <laughs> I follow Beth online though, and I love her "Don't Be Afraid of the Fucking Food" videos. They're just they're the best. It's uh, yeah, it really speaks to me because that was me at one time. I was like afraid of everything. I was afraid to eat bread. I was afraid to eat chips. I was afraid to eat. I mean, you name it. Right. And it's just, yeah. and it's like, you know, we don't, we don't have soiling green yet. So, I mean, I need to eat something. So it's just, <laughs> you know, kind of this journey I've been on for the past year um, has been uh, refreshing and has been an eye opener. Um, it's just, it's completely changed my life. Awesome. Well, dude, let's unpack that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So you've been um, working on your own health and fitness for the past year or so. Tell us your story, man. What, you know, what, tell us some background information on your, on yourself before you got to, you know, getting started and listening to us and following our content, um, you know, background, how you got to where you were. Um, and we'll take it from there. Yeah. So I think like from about the age that I was about 20, I'd regained and lost the same 50 to 75 pounds about three times. Like you always, guys always talk about and like we always hear online, you know, diet culture really kind of fucked with my head and fucked with my brain. I was doing things that in my mind I knew were not sustainable, which I kept, t- kept telling myself needed to be done in order to get to where I needed to be. Mm-hmm. The last time I did it, I lost 75 pounds. And it's because my wife had weight loss surgery and she lost over 220 pounds after she, she'd had her weight loss surgery. And she had this diet that she said, oh, look, this is this great diet we just found. Uh, it's my doctor's recommended for this. It's called keto. Hmm. And, you know, you'll love it because you can like eat all this like stuff like cheese and sausages and deli meats, which you love, but you can't eat any of the good stuff that goes with it, like bread and, and all that other kind of stuff. So we did that. 
and I kind of followed her diet and how she was doing and, and I lost 75 pounds. Now, the one caveat I'll put on that is that Keo did actually teach me and she actually taught me about things like portion sizes, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. the importance of protein, fiber, all this kind of stuff. But still cutting out an entire macro group eventually got tiring. And eventually, mm-hmm. because I had restricted myself so much from things like bread and and chips and even the, you know, the fun stuff like chocolates and, and even, you know, the good fruits and vegetables that keto says don't eat because there's carbs in them. It just kind of led to another binge cycle. And it crescendoed last April, uh, last August when, uh, sorry, it's getting a little emotional here, but it crescendoed last August when we went home to where we're, where we're from originally, which is Ottawa, Ontario, uh, which is the capital of Canada. And we had some family photos done and I was dreading it the whole time I was dreading it because I knew I wasn't going to love them. I just remember it being hot. I remember being uncomfortable. I remember my clothes not fitting the way they should have been fitting. And I just remember just being miserable. And then the photos came out and I was just like, not again, please God, not again. And I was 39 and I turned 40. I was turning 40 that September. So in a month, and it's a picture of me holding my kids. I said, I said, I gotta be here for them. I can't, I can't do this again. So I need to get, I need to get things sorted out. Sorry about that. <clears throat> You're good. You're good. Don't be sorry. So what I did this time though, is I took a measured approach and I said, I got really gotta, I gotta figure out something that's sustainable and that's, that's going to work for me. And, you know, good old, you know, iPhone listens to all your conversations. So all these like fitness influencers started <laughs> popping up, popping up. And <laughs> actually Matt, Matt, you weren't the first one to pop up. It was a, a couple other ones. But they were basically saying the same kind of things. The only thing was when you kind of delved into it, there was like, oh, and if you pay me to be your coach, we can really do something, right? So, and I wasn't quite there yet, but I took their their advice that they gave and I started implementing it. And then I ran across mm-hmm. one of your reels and I can't remember which one it was, but you were saying the same thing, but you were like saying, and here's how you do it. Mm-hmm. And here's how you start. And here's how you go. and I would like drop my kid off at the school bus, which is right across the street from where we live. And I would come home and I would doom scroll until I had to start work. And I was about to do that cycle. And, and I don't know what, but I looked out the window and I said, I'm going for a walk today. Nice. Mm-hmm. And I did an actual, I actually did a 30 minute walk. And I did that for, for a little, for about six weeks every day, Monday to Friday. I didn't do it on weekends to spend time with family on weekends, but found sure. But I remember, I, I remember hearing you say, you know, find ways to move more. So I was finding mm-hmm. ways to move more on the weekends where I would at least, and I said, on the weekends, I want to at least get 7,000 steps. Mm-hmm. And now my weekends, I'm getting 10 to 12,000 steps. And I started off walking 30 minutes and now I can do 70 minutes nonstop. Mm-hmm. And I went from not lifting weights because I had done weight training in the past, but like everything I kind of hear other people on your show talk about, and I hear other people say is I skipped the weights and just focused on cardio and would kill myself on cardio. And then I started lifting weights and I started getting stronger. And when I noticed I was the strongest was last winter, I would get my snow tires put on my car and the snow tires were in the corner of my garage. And I actually used to back the car right up to it because I used to have a hard time lifting them. And I remember vividly going to the back of the garage, lifting the tires with no problem and realizing three tires in, I didn't even have to back the car in and I'm almost done. Wow. 
just kind of a cliff notes. There's, there's been some ups and downs. The weight training hasn't been the greatest, though. I did smash one out before this one since about May because we had some family come visit. Uh, my, my daughter had uh, surgery, some surgery stuff she had to deal with. Kind of life happened. And that's something else that you guys have really helped me with is to understand that life happens and that you can't, uh, you know, sometimes you can't do everything. And it's, mm-hmm. but that's okay. And that's okay. Absolutely. Incredible. Yeah. I was going to say exactly, Matt. Incredible. I'm, and, I'm like almost speechless. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm 60 weeks in and I'm down 60 pounds. So wow. Pound a week. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. That yes. is fucking incredible. Incredible. Because, you, because it sounds like you found the people that you resonated with that mm-hmm. said yeah. what you needed to hear in a way that you needed to hear it. And, right. and as we yeah. know, not mm-hmm. everybody appreciates the way we talk and, and the way we right. say yeah. things, but you found <laughs> your people, you found your tribe and you fucking took action. That's yeah. The important thing here. Yeah. That first action step with that walk. Yeah. And everything can be traced back to that moment. And I remember I, cause what I would do before is just like, you know, balls to the wall. Like I'm going to go to fucking gym seven days a week and I'm going to be running every day and I'm going to be doing my weights. And that would last about a week and a half. And then I would just kind of throw my hands up and say, like, I'm never going to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. But I remember vividly starting with the walk, did that for a week. And then I said, now I'm going to try my nutrition. Mm-hmm. And then I started focusing on my nutrition. I'm like, I got this, like, you know, my fitness pal app that I never use, you know, so I'm going to start doing that. And I'm actually 361 straight days of tracking my food as of this morning. And it was these measured steps and it was someone telling me that it was okay to not try and do everything in a month mm-hmm. and that it was fine to take this measured approach and that it's going to take time. And the fact that I can do this at 40, I'm going to be 41 next week is incredible because what I said to myself was the pains aren't going to get less. The problems aren't going to, there's not going to be less problems. If I don't do something now, what am I going to be like at 50? Mm-hmm. and 60 and am i going to make it past 60 am i going to be able to see my grandkids am i going to see my kids go to university and school and thrive like i like i have in life and some of these other things and and up to that point in my life i conquered every other problem in my life a learning disability i was you know i grew up in the 90s and early 2000s in high school where if you were pigeonholed into this nice little box they said yeah. you know basically get ready to work a minimum wage job for the rest of your life. And I told all those people, fuck you. I will prove you wrong. Mm-hmm. And I have, because I now have a 13 year successful career in cybersecurity and, you know, working on a lot of major big projects and stuff like that for on a national and like in the financial sector and stuff like that. But the one thing I was never able to conquer with my weight was the one thing that people could always like hold over me. It was like, well, you're fat. And it's like, yeah, now I'm fucking, no, fuck you. I'm not fat. I'm all on. Yeah, no, fuck you. I'm not fat anymore. <laughs> now you're you know? strong. Mm-hmm. Now I'm strong. Yeah. And and the other thing too is that I'm not my ideal body weight, but that's okay because I've also learned to not let the scale rule my life. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I know that's been a big uh, thing that you've talked about a lot because you're very active in my Facebook group and in the community there. And that's one thing I love how, you know, you show your data, which is what we talk about, right? You're using the mm-hmm. scale as the data. Whereas that in the past, you would let the scale frustrate you. But going through this process, you've just learned to understand. And it's, you're you're obviously a smart guy. You're an analytical guy working in, in cybersecurity. So the fact that you're able to just see it for what it is, is data. Is that how you looked at it before this journey? You know, the weight of just being data or is it something you kind of... No. No, I'd get, look at guys like, you know, Flav City, Bobby or Bobby Flav, whatever the hell you want to call him. And, you know, just be like, oh, okay, I won't eat this because it's poison. 
you know, and this, this stuff about, you know, the one big one was the sweeteners and the artificial, yeah, the artificial sweeteners and this kind of stuff. Yeah. And I used to say to myself, like, it can't be that bad. I hear a lot of people talking about it's bad, but it's zero calorie. It can't be that bad. And then I remember, I think it was your guys, I don't know if you guys, when you guys had Alan Aragon on, or if it's another, because I follow, I now follow all these guys, like Alan uh-huh. Aragon, Jordan Syatt, nice. Sadie and Sasha are my, are my new favorite, favorite oh, ones that I've been listening to awesome. in the Test Kitchen. Nice. Um, hoping, hoping they come back soon. So I actually have female role models in there too that are great. And I know it's Alan Aragon, but he basically said, if you're a 150 pound guy that drinks 35 of them a day, yeah, your risk indicators might go up. But it's a class two carcinogen, carcinogen that's also in the same ballpark as the sun. So am I not going to go outside now? Mm-hmm. No, that's just ridiculous. But then like Beth always says, alcohol is a class one carcinogen and that's okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Speaking of um, alcohol um, there, Sean, is that something that is part of your life? Was it part of your life before this health and fitness journey? Um, how's that fit in for you? I was never really a big drinker okay. to begin with. In my younger days, uh, yeah, it sure, sure. Not it didn't rule my life, but yeah. I would go out and I would tie one on. Mm-hmm. So six months before I went to Portugal. So the reason, actually, another reason I did this was to get to a point where I would be comfortable taking my shirt off in Portugal or like on the beach or whatever. Mm-hmm. In January of this year, I said to myself, I'm not drinking again until I go to Portugal. And I accomplished that. So for six months, I didn't touch a drop. Okay. I did when I went to Portugal. Since I come back from Portugal three months ago, I've maybe had two beers. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Yeah. Because when I cut it out of my life, I realized I didn't miss it that much. And it wasn't really a big deal. And in Canada, it's, grow- it's, it's horrendously expensive anyway, mm. is the other thing. But I just realized, like, I don't need to have booze to have a good time with my friends. If my friends want to do it, hey, I, you know, have at it. Mm-hmm. That's okay. But I'm okay sitting there eating wings with the guys. They're all drinking beer and I'm having a Diet Coke. And I actually had people ask me like, oh, you're not having beer. Why are you having a beer? I'm just like, just trying to limit my alcohol. Actually, everyone was cool with that. They're like, you know what? I think maybe I should do the same thing. That's oh, awesome. Wow. That yeah. is awesome. That's not something yeah. you hear very often. Usually. No. <laughs> you're like, no, I'm not, no. I'm just not drinking. Why? What's wrong? Are you an alcoholic? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I, what really just um, resonated with me was how you got started. Cause I actually have a very similar story. I don't know if you know that Sean, but there was a moment I call it my fat mat picture. Okay. When my son back in 2010, um, he was about six months old. I have this picture of me holding him out in the backyard of the trailer I lived in at the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm just blowing my face is bloated. You know, I'm overweight. I've got a big ass fucking belly. I drank a lot of beer and partied and all that stuff too. But six months, I looked at that picture after the fact, um, I'm like, who the fuck is this? Mm. Didn't even recognize myself. And that was my catalyst. So it was very similar to yours. It was that family picture. Um, mm-hmm. That was my catalyst too. And like the rest is fucking history at this point. There's always yeah. that moment, you know? Yeah, exactly. And there's, there's that it moment where, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of just say enough's enough. Yeah. But like I said, I, I took my time this time. I didn't, you know, rush out and do what I always did, you know, completely restrict everything back. Like I said, jumping and doing the gym seven days a week. And uh, all this stuff, I actually did research and I, I took my time and I listened to what people had to say. And I took different perspectives too. There's a couple of influencers I've stopped, I've stopped following because they were good when I started, but now they're just kind of, some of them are getting a bit too self-absorbed. But uh, yeah, that's, that was, like I said, that was my it moment is in taking my time and understanding and building my program. I now call it my system. This is a system you got to build. Yeah. Even through the downs yeah. of not doing strength training. 
I, the one thing I refuse to not do is walk. I will walk every day, five days a week. If it kills me, even if it's 15 minutes, you know, I got the treadmill here in the background, bought that last Christmas with some money we got for Christmas, kind of built the home gym, but I I will always walk. Even if it's for 15, 20 minutes, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. but I usually try to get in six, at least 60. I was finding 70 was a bit much once in a while. I still get in the 70, but at least 60, half an hour here and there. But that's my, that's my non-compromise. And the only time I didn't walk was when I got COVID last September. Understandable. Um, so I got COVID a week before my birthday. And then on my birthday, my 40th birthday, the, one of the largest hurricanes to hit Nova Scotia hit. And so that was, that was a fun birthday. So I didn't delay that a week, but other than, other than a natural disaster and COVID <laughs> walk every day. <laughs> Even Guys, I winter. love it. Good. That is, that's an awesome non-negotiable. That's yeah. Mine as well. I think Beth, that's a non-negotiable. That's a non-negotiable for, well. for me. I think it's important for everyone to have a non-negotiable, no matter what it is, or at least a few of them. When everything goes to shit, you make sure you get that one thing accomplished. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And that's why we talk about making it fucking simple. Like finding mm-hmm. that thing that is so simple to do that yeah. it's impossible to say no to it. When the world is on fire around you, <laughs> right. what can you do? What is that one thing that you can do that give you a momentary you know, peace of mind to help you feel better, to help you navigate the bullshit. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I've struggled with some mental health issues in the past and, and stuff like that. And I found that walking and exercising has done amazing things mm-hmm. for my moods. Yeah. I was talking to my uh, therapist about it too. And she said, I don't know what else to tell you to do right other than continue to manage, you know, there's things you're going to be able to manage and there's things you're going to need help with. But she said, honestly, you're doing everything that I wish other clients I had did, which was kind of great thing. I'm going to see my doctor next week. We're actually on a plan right now to get me off blood pressure medication that I've been on since I was like 23 years old. Wow. Um, 16, 17 years on blood pressure meds. And now you're looking at Getting yeah. them out of your life. Wow. And quite fr- frankly, it's because I was getting tired of being denied life insurance because mm-hmm. you took one yes on that screening box. And it's like, you know, it's like the Spanish Inquisition when they call you to do the health uh, questionnaires. Um, and yeah, like my doctor was really impressed with sort of how I've been going. So he says, you know, basically, if we're able to keep your blood pressure where it was the last couple of times, he said, we'll start with a half reduction in your medication. And then after that, We'll look at, you know, look at gradually weaning you off, which is fine. I think that's a measured approach. And I think he's yeah. doing the right thing. And then I'm also on a thyroid medication. That one's more genetic. But even that one, my doc, the last time I talked to the specialist, she said, if I see you again in March and you're not feeling, you have no no adverse sort of like side effects and you're still feeling the same and the blood works fine, we're going to take you off that too. So like the the goal for 2024 is to be off of medications, period. If there's one thing we can all agree on, it's that life is hard. And with that comes a level of stress that can often be debilitating. Balancing your mental and physical health often seems like you need a PhD to achieve. And so often we are only able to focus on one or the other, which can lead to a less than enjoyable life. And that's why I loved Cure Nutrition Serenity Gummies. From coaching calls to leadership meetings with my team, to tapping into my creativity for new content, to closing business deals, and even interviewing guests for this podcast, the Serenity Gummies have proven to be a valuable part of my self-care routine. 
I take them daily to help manage my stress and anxiety. And doing this allows me to perform at my absolute best, which helps me serve others to my absolute best. Formulated with their trinity of ingredients, a blend of full-spectrum cannabinoids, functional mushrooms, and adaptogens, Serenity Gummies are your answer to finding calm in the chaos that we call life. Right now, Cured is extending an exclusive offer to you, our listeners. You can grab a bag of Serenity Gummies for 20% off by visiting www.curednutrition.com ctc and using coupon code ctc at checkout. That's c-u-r-e-d nutrition.com ctc and coupon code ctc at checkout to save 20%. So what are you waiting for? Pop a gummy and protect your peace and let's cut the crap together. The goal isn't to lose as much weight wow. as possible. It's to get no. as healthy as possible. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've lost 60 pounds. I would like to lose. I mean, lose. I'm actually focused more on getting like the, you know, last week I did three workouts. First couple of days of the week this week were kind of crazy with work, but I, I did one today at lunch and I'm starting to get that like feeling that, that, um, that, that rush that, that you need that you get after you do your workouts on a consistent mm-hmm. basis where it just feels good. And like, mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, <laughs> looking at myself in the mirrors and I'm like, and I'm like, Oh, there's where those popping muscles went They're They're there. Mm-hmm. They're still there. But, um, cause you haven't been working out as much. They're not, a, they're, they're not, uh, they're not, they're not shown as much, but, um, even, even my wife, like when we were in uh, Portugal and we went to the pool and she's just like, yeah, okay. I see where I see, I can now see, especially in your shoulders and your arms where the progress is coming from. So she told me it's great job. And now she's, she's trying to, She's actually over the last four weeks, I'm so proud of her. Over the last three and four weeks, has been at least three to four days a week walking and doing a workout. And I, I watch the kids and I take care of the kids and let her go do what she needs to do. And awesome. I'm noticing that that, you know, even in even in the two weeks she's just been doing it, I just I noticed some changes already in her and how she's doing. So it, sure. it's good to be the person who and I don't and I don't think it's I don't think I'm I'm her sole motivation. I think she's been wanting to do this for a while, but I, again, I think she's had her, her moment where she's like, okay, enough's enough. Right? Sure. Mm-hmm. We got to get back on this. Cause like I said, she lost 200 and over 200 pounds. And then when we had our second daughter gained back uh, some of it mm-hmm. and, you know, it's just, you know, kind of been struggling with some things and I've just been the supportive husband that keeps telling her that she's the same, you know, Hot mama that I fell in love with. Uh, love you know, we're celebrating <laughs> ten years. Ten years married this year. So congratulations. Um, and been together for twelve. So you know, it's like she, I tell her, you just you keep getting better looking as the older you get. So you know, no no issues here for me. But you know, you got to do what you need, what you feel you need to do on your own time. Yeah, that's something that uh, a lot of couples struggle with is mm-hmm. both of the people in the relationship doing something for themselves to take care of themselves, and it usually comes down to time or the other commitments with you know the family and the kids and things like that running them around mm-hmm. being chauffeur how have you two navigated that first of you kind of getting started on this path first and then mm-hmm. and now her um, on this path with you yeah when when i was working from home five days a week it was a lot easier that's how i did most of my stuff is because lunch hours and just if i needed a brain break um it was nothing to just kind of go for like a quick 10 minute walk uh, right, right. 20 minute, okay. 20 minute yeah. walk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, cause when you do an analytical job like mine, your brain's going hundred miles an hour Yeah, and you can only do that for so long before you need to take a bit of a break. I would get up and I would refill my water cup and, and yeah. I would, you know, make sure I'm drinking my water. I would go for, like I said, a 15, 20 minute walk, or I would wait till lunchtime and I would do my full hour. Now that I've, I've switched jobs from that to, to the job I'm doing now where I got to be in the office three days a week. 
I'm actually finding my in-office days, I have a lot more steps because I'm parking further. At the, I'm parking, parking at the back of the parking lot and walking to the front door. The kitchen's further away. The bathroom's further away. Um, if I forget something in my car, I got to walk all the way down and go all the way back to my car and come all the way back. And it's mm-hmm. actually amazing the neat that I've been getting by actually going back in the office. So people have been seeing like the return to office is like a negative thing. I'm actually seeing a net positive because yeah. it's actually getting me to actually move more. And I'm getting up at like five in the morning and I do a half hour walk on the treadmill first thing in the morning to wake me up before I got to like get ready for work and get the kids ready for school. Well, you don't go straight to social um, media and <laughs> no, it's too early and too early in the morning for that, that nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the other thing is I paired my social media down to only looking at messages that resonate with me and that, and, and some people might say that, you know, I'm kind of censoring people, but it's actually, I look at it in terms of like, I'm taking the negative out of my life and yeah. just trying to focus on the positive. Social media details more than that's yeah. I think it's important for sure. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. incredible. So these things, Sean, um, the, the mental break thing, I love that especially because that's actually something we just talked about in last week's episode, the boosting your metabolism episode. I don't know if you heard that one yet or not, mm-hmm. but that's one thing we talked about. Like, just take a two minute break yes. once an hour to provide yourself that mental clarity because mm-hmm. it's, it's fucking hard. Like working, sitting at your office or at your desk all day working is hard and it's exhausting. And then people are used that as the excuse as to why they can't work out and exercise. But when right. in reality, that's why they need to. They're right. tired because they're sitting on their ass and they're mentally drained because they're not doing anything to stimulate their brain. Yes. Yeah. And, and your eyes, like, yeah, it's just, you know, the non-exercise stuff, like the eye strain, the, Two about two jobs ago, being in like, you know, I was working in the defense industry. And like, if you work in the defense industry, it's just like nonstop, go, go, go. That's actually where I gained a lot of the weight from because I would be so switched on from the time I got to work to the time I got home that I would literally be falling asleep on the couch at six o'clock. I would be doom scrolling on my phone. And my kids would be talking to me to the point where my wife would be like, you know, trying to snap me out of it saying, you know, the kids are trying, trying to tell you something. Can you pay attention? And I was just like, I didn't even hear them because mm-hmm. I'm just so tired and exhausted. And so that was like the, the step one was getting out of that sort of environment, going to a 100 because they were making like, and that was like five days a week in the office. And even through COVID, which was something else, then switching to a job that was 100% remote, which was great. But I still found it kind of like from a mental perspective and from a work-life balance, it was great. But I just needed a bit of a balance because I, I don't mind being in the office. I just don't like being in the office five days a week. Or I mean, I'll do it if I have to. But I think the three days in, two days off. And if I need more days working from home because of appointments or things that I need to do that are close to home, like I just got to ask my boss to tell him. So I worked for a really good company that has that flexibility. Um, and they actually have, uh, we're actually able to do these little sort of like quizzes and things throughout the year. And we actually get money put into a wellness account for us. And when we build it up, we can actually take it out to help us buy things like fitness equipment, gym memberships and that kind of stuff. Too. Dude, that's, that's, cool. that's incredible. What What is this? Um, the quizzes, what are those are about? Are those health yeah. and wellness related quizzes? Or? Yeah, they will be health and wellness sometimes or even like things like uh, it's called like there, there was one recently uh, that was about uh, managing your finances. So, you know, you, it was a one hour course. If you listen to the course for an hour, I mean, you can put it playing in the background and 
do your work and, and listen passively. And as long as you did the course, um, was 150 bucks they'd throw in your account. Wow. And, you know, they, have, they might have like five or six, five or six of these a year. So like, you know, that's, that's quite a bit. Like, you, you know, I'd like to gym with that if you would mm-hmm. knock all those out. Yeah. Maybe not in Canada, maybe in the U S not in Canada, but uh, <laughs> you could build a, you could build a quarter of a gym for that. Maybe. <laughs> uh, but, um, but like a thing, like a bike, cause I've been looking to get back into biking. I used to love biking when I was a kid. I used to love cycling when I was a teenager paddleboard. I live, uh, the lake is just up the road. It's actually an eight minute walk because now that's the other thing. That's where my mailbox is. My mailbox is a kilometer away. Every time I go check my mail now, I walk to the mailbox instead of driving. Instead of driving, because it's like it, it's literally. That's fucking. I, it's literally. Mm-hmm. It's literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. But it's only an eight minute walk, so sixteen yeah. minutes round trip. That's you know, there's sixteen. There's sixteen of the sixty in a day. If I don't, if I mm-hmm. can't do what I usually do, I was like, hey, I'm gonna go check the mail. Kids are in bed. I'm gonna go check the mail, and there's sixteen minutes of the sixty that I can get back. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Incredible. So yeah, these these things you've been doing then, um, I really want to hone in on the, the mental break and the neat aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Were these things you knew before you started this journey or is this kind of like a, one of the missing pieces for you? I had always heard people talk about park further away, mm-hmm. but I never understood the importance of it. Mm-hmm. I always park further away now. So like, like I go to Costco and I can get 3000 steps of Costco easy just because it's Costco. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but even going to the people need to realize if you park at the back of the parking lot of a grocery store where no one parks, your car is not going to get dinged by a cart. You're not going to have to worry about someone taking forever and the doors are open. And you got to stand there and wait or whatever. You can actually get in and out of a grocery store faster. I've actually realized this, and at the same time, gain an extra three to four hundred steps because mm-hmm. the walking you're doing around the grocery store for one. And then the walking from the grocery store to your car, car to the grocery store, you know, you're increasing your step count. I think I figured it out, but anywhere, I'm just going to the grocery store, but anywhere from 10 to 15%. So if you're doing that three times, like, let's say you do that twice a week, mm-hmm. you're increasing your step count per day or on those two days by 30%, Yeah, 20, 30%. We just talked about this in our podcast that's going to be released on Friday how convenience is killing us and that more people are doing Instacart and they're not fucking going grocery shopping and that's taken out of their neat. You know, everyone wants things delivered and handed to them. And so we're essentially sitting more. So yeah, thanks COVID. You, you just (laughs) spouted exactly what we're talking about this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, to tell you the truth, and I don't know what it's like in the U S but I realized Instacart actually upcharged Things. So oh, you would buy something mm, on Instacart totally. and I'm it's sure. like 12 bucks. If you went into Costco, it would be like eight. Yeah. Or 10. Well, they, I mean, they got to make that money. They got to make, right? exactly. make yeah. money. So, yeah. yeah. So, so not only are you paying more for that mm-hmm. convenience, your, right. your, your health is fucking suffering too. Right. Yeah. You're right. paying to be unhealthy. <laughs> yeah. And, and but it's, it's really convenient. Neat, it's convenient. Yeah. Convenient. And the really neat, the really neat thing, if you guys want to hear the really neat thing is neat. Both of my neat. kids. Yeah, I love neat too. I never even knew that word before I before I actually did before I actually started listening to you guys. And I thought, oh, that's and that was the other thing is the, the calorie breakdown. It's like you burn more calories living than you do running six K, you know, mm-hmm. or two K or whatever. Yeah. But the the really neat thing through this whole thing is when I bring my kids down here into this home gym, the first thing they go to is the treadmill and they want me to turn it on. So they want to do what mommy. They want to do yeah. what mommy and daddy do. They want to try the treadmill. Yeah. Out. 
My seven-year-old can lift a 10-pound dumbbell over her head. Yeah. That's incredible. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. So like we're building those those good habits. The one thing yeah. I'm yeah. still struggling with a bit is the clean your plate club with them because when I was a kid, my parents were always like, clean your plate. Yeah. And now my kids are like, I'm not hungry. I'm like, well, maybe you should eat a couple. And then I try to stop myself and say, no, you know what? If you're not hungry, that's fine. Yeah. That takes practice because it's something that I had to my mom was like, finish your plate too. And so it's those things that we have to yeah. break the pattern. And we're trying to break the pattern with ourselves. At the same time, we're yeah. trying to break the pattern with our kids. Yeah. So it's a learning experience, but you're you're catching on. And and I caught on finally. And now it's like, you know, I just, it's okay. You don't have to finish it, but it takes practice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah my, my parents were actually like that. I don't know where I picked it up from, probably from like media and TV. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was like, you, know, you see these people, don't waste your food. There's people in the world starving. And it's just like, well, yeah. if you're not hungry, you're not hungry. Like, you know, like I can clean my plate. Right. But I get 20, I've been losing. I've been losing weight, eating 2,600 calories a day, doing five days a week. And that was the other thing that blew me away was like, I remember when you sent me your calorie calculator, Matt, I put in all my information and the number gets chunked out. And I think I tagged you in a post. I'm like, Matt, it says 26 fit. I said, it says 2,650. Am I like supposed to come in under that? Or is that like what I can eat every day? And you're like, that's what you can eat every day. And I was blown away. I was just like, honey, get the pasta. We're having spaghetti tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I think I said something along along the lines of, yes, tr- just trust me on this. Just trust right. me on yeah. this. Yeah. So there you go, people. Like anyone who's listening, I've lost 60 pounds walking five days a week, eating 2,650 calories a day as a 40-year-old man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Incredible. So, yeah. Incredible. So what, Sean, here's the, here's the important question. So you said that you've lost 50 to 70 pounds two or three times. Mm -hmm. Why is this different? Why is it different this time? Because I'm eating whatever I want. (laughs) Okay. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not kidding you. Like before it would be like, oh, you know, I remember you told that story about the person who hadn't had birthday cake in seven years (sighs) while I was at like three or four or like I would have birthday cake. And then the next day I would just beat myself up over it all day long. And I don't do that anymore. The last little bit, I've been struggling with cravings, but I remember the mindful nutrition. I can't remember mindful nutritionist. I think it was Laura Cavallo. She's like, sometimes, you know, you just got to give in to the cravings and just, you know, write it out and you'll be fine. And this week I'm actually back on track. Um, I didn't go over that much. I went over a few days last week. Weight relatively stayed the same. I, I felt a little different, but I've gotten back to eating properly this week and I'm feeling a lot better. And I think even, even the menopause ladies you guys met on twice, who I love, by the way, you know, when they talk about cave girl brain, it's like, mm-hmm. guys, you also have a caveman brain. You cannot fight the caveman brain. Eventually the caveman brain will win out. Mm-hmm. So if you want to have a chocolate bar, eat a fucking chocolate bar. <laughs> like it's not going to kill you. I you're, love not gonna, you're not going to trick your brain. You're not right. No, no, right. no. It, and I think we're smarter than like, our, our own brain for some reason. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but yeah, it's just like I said. You know, I love Reese's peanut butter cups. I love Reese's pieces. I love Snickers. I love you know chocolate ice cream. And that's the other thing I've done is is Saturdays is movie night in my house, and on Saturday it's just like okay. Uh, we're going to be, we, we rotate between cookies and popcorn. So it's like, okay, I'm having cookies and I'm the kind of guy that can't just have one cookie. I got to have two or three. 
So I just, you know, three cookies is like, you know, 400 calories. So where can I, you know, kind of get some room eating some other things. And actually with the meal plans we built um, with the high pro higher protein, lower calorie, it's actually not that difficult. Now I'm lucky. I got 2,650 calories to fit in there and I can eat that much, but not everyone is going to have that. But what people need to do is they need to find their balance and to find their equilibrium. Yeah. And, and just understand that it's okay to have the cookie. It's okay Mm -hmm. to have the birthday cake and you know, you don't need to run two kilometers the next day and punish yourself for enjoying something. Yeah. It's okay to enjoy things. Mm -hmm. That's the difference is I enjoy things now and I don't feel guilty about them. afterwards. Mm -hmm. Awesome. What was it like for you to start eating these things that you actually weren't eating for quite a few years or a long time? Oh man, I love sandwiches. Like I've Mm -hmm. rediscovered my love of sandwiches. Sandwiches. Yeah. Sandwiches are the best, right? Oh, they're, they're great. Like, especially like on a 12 grain or multi-grain bread, even mm-hmm. on like plain white, whatever, you know, the chemically filled bread that, you know, <laughs> Flav City, Flav City, Flav City Bobby will tell you not to eat. I really don't give a shit because like I, with tuna, it tastes fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. And I still eat the low carb keto, keto, you know, keto friendly foods because one thing keto has done is they've reintroduced fiber into everyone's life because they mm-hmm. try to go with the net carb. Yeah. You got to try to go with the whole net carb, take carbs mi- minus fiber and you'll have your full carbs and stay under 20 and it's like whatever. So, but yeah. it's like, okay, but I'm eating like, and I'm, and I have these, these wraps that I get at Costco that are great. They're 90 calories each. They've got mm-hmm. like eight grams of fiber per wrap. Yeah, that's awesome. And like 10, 10 grams of protein. So why wouldn't I use that? I just mm-hmm. eat two yeah. of them, right? Yeah. Cause two of them is 180 calories. Mm-hmm. Two slices of bread is 220. Right. So I'm still kind of saving it there, but mm-hmm. yeah, there's just my, my love of sandwiches, my love of, I was, I wouldn't eat an apple mm. when I was on keto. I live 30 minutes away from what they call the Annapolis Valley here in Nova Scotia, which is wine country, but it's also fruit country. And we have these huge orchards of trees. I just last year picking an apple off the tree and eating the apple from the tree. It was like a religious experience. Wow. You know, it's just like, it's like I'm rediscovering all these things. Mm-hmm. And uh, another thing is these these shirts, like this is an extra large and it's form fitting around the arms and chest. I actually tried all these on before I went to Portugal and I almost cried because like these are clothes I had put away because it didn't fit anymore. But at the time I put them away, I said, I will fit back into them at some point. And now I'm fitting back into them. So it's like I've rediscovered, it's like going shopping, but you don't mm-hmm. have to spend money because yeah. you have all these clothes that you haven't worn for years. It just feels like you're wearing new clothes again. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was, that's the other thing. So it's, it's the, yeah. Rediscovering the food and then the clothing that is like a quote normal size again. Um, I'm actually in a, a, a 38 pant. I was up to a 42 heading into a 44 and I'm actually at the point where I actually think I'm going to have to go to a 36. There so like that's three, pant pant, wow. that's three pants, sizes, but I've lost the same amount of weight that I lost previously doing keto, but my body composition is different. Okay. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is? I just, I think, I, like you guys said, I think it's the weight training. It's mm-hmm. not focusing on the scale solely as your only metric. It's doing the measurements. Like I think on the measurement side, I've gone from a 52 chest down to like, I think the last time I saw it was, I think a 40 or 42. Well, you lost an entire fucking foot from your chest. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And, and like my chest has gotten, looks like it's gotten bigger, but I think it's just because the muscle definition is coming through mm-hmm. more now. Mm-hmm. You know, my waist has gone from a 40, like, like in terms of not pant size, but in terms yeah. of inches has gone from like 44 to now I think under 40. Wow. My only regret is I didn't do it. Cause I, I took those measurements when I was about three or four months in. Okay. I wish I had taken them at the beginning, but mentally I wasn't prepared to do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I remember you saying too, if you don't want, like when I, I wanted to get my starting weight, but I remember you saying, if you don't want to step on the scale, don't step on the scale. It's okay. Just start today doing something. Mm-hmm. And when you're feeling comfortable, then do it. So I estimate 60. But I think I'm pretty close because I remember what I looked like at my heaviest weight ever, which was 340 pounds. And I know that I was pretty close to that. And if I actually go from 340 to now, I've lost 76 pounds in total over the course of, I would say, four years. Incredible. Well done, man. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. Yeah, for sure. So... During this journey, then you mentioned earlier, there's been lots of ups and downs. Uh, I would like to focus on some of those downs. What have been some of the hardest, maybe lessons to learn, or some of those those hardest, I guess, things that have happened to you and into your life, and and what did you make of it? So when I was doing, remember when I was tracking my weight every day and posting it? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I hit a a point where I wasn't losing anymore. I remember that plateau. Yeah, quote unquote. Plateau, I was just, sorry. I was getting frustrated. I was getting so frustrated, but I remember actually, Beth, you posted a video not long after that. And it's, you said, just keep going, just keep going. And I did. And I broke through it, but that's actually when I started measuring myself and I said, you know what? I'm going to measure myself today Mm -hmm. and I'm going to measure myself next week and see what it's like. And in a week Mm -hmm. I went down half an inch on my waist. I went down and I said, holy crap, they're right. You know, Matt and Beth are right. Don't focus on the scale. (laughs) Look at the other stuff. Huh. And when I stop, and then when I stopped stressing about it, then all of a sudden, wouldn't you know, weight started going down again. And that's kind of the way it's in. Like it's right now, it's it's, it's hovering around uh, around two sixty to two sixty three. But I know in my head, just stop focusing on it, get back on track, and and do what you've been doing, and you'll get there. And I know why I hit a plateau too. I, I have this bad habit of, you know, if my kids don't finish their plate, I do. You so finish the play club. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. right. So like, you know, little things, there was little things that I knew in the back of my head I was doing, but that I wasn't being disciplined and consistent with not doing anymore. Mm-hmm. And, the PLTs. Yeah. Bites, licks and tastes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And then, so basically I would just say to myself, you're doing it again, but you know what? You screwed up today. Let's try again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And it took four or five of those. And then, and then there was four or five, seven, 10, 12, 14, you know, 30 days where I didn't do it. Yeah. And that's when it started again. So when you had that, you know, that, that period where you didn't see any movement with the scale, have you ever experienced that before, you know, in your previous weight loss attempts? And how did you respond to that if you did? Mm -hmm. So before what I would do is I would weigh myself every, every like two to three weeks. And if I had seen no weight loss or weight gain, I would just like say, well, what is the fucking point? Like it's, you know, I've been doing so good you know, blah, 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 blah. I've hit a plateau. How do I get out of it? You know, and then, you know, you try to look it up online. It's like, oh, just eat less. And then you would eat less and then you get grouchy. And then what you do is you just start eating more. And then, you know, then the scale goes up again in three weeks or, you know, then, and, and it's just a seesaw yo-yo. And, you know, that would happen for like three, four, five times in a row. 
And I would just say, yeah, well, whatever. I, mean, I guess I'm just going to be fat forever. But, and so, yeah, that's, that's what would happen to me previously. And I kind of just hanging the relationship with food, the breaking the R nothing mindset really is kind of what pushed me to just keep going. Um, and like I said, your, you know, your, your guys' videos and your, your reels and, you know, keto Ken and, and, you know, all those, all those, <laughs> oh, all those fun, all those, all those fun ones, you know, were just kind of <laughs> like telling me, you know, just keep doing it, just keep going, keep doing it. And it felt like, you know, and that's the thing is the way, I think the way you guys, you know, do your things, it's like people genuinely believe that you believe in them because you believe in them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you want them to be better than they were yesterday. We sometimes believe in people right. more than they believe in themselves. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I should say sometimes that's usually the case, especially, yeah. especially if we start working with a new client. Yeah. We know your potential. It's most people don't realize their own potential is the thing. Yeah. And I, and I have now realized what, it, what, what the art of the possible is. And that was the problem before. I didn't know what the art of the possible was. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I knew I had to lose weight. And I just needed to, you know, I need to lose it all in two months. Because, you know, that's, right. you know, doctors would be like, oh, you know, you, you got belly fat and, you know, he's pushing on your organs and you're getting older. And, you know, if you don't do this, you know, you might die of a heart attack tomorrow. And what I mean, they're doctors they are going with what they know. But what people also need to realize is there's something they can take away from my story and why I've been wanting to share this story for so long is that it took you a long time to put the weight on. It's going to take you some time to take the weight off. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. But just be a little bit better than yesterday. Just when you feel like you can't, you know, you can't go any further. If you need to take a break, take a break. Mm-hmm. Just that day, kind of recenter yourself and try again tomorrow. It's okay. And that's what I've learned. I've, I've, I've come to peace with it's okay to not be perfect all the time. Just consistent. Right. Just consistent. Right. And there's no timeline. And I think a lot of people get caught up in their own timelines. And if it's not happening fast enough or by this date, then they have completely screwed up. It's like, you're the one putting your own stress on yourself. And like you said, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be perfect every day. <laughs> no one is yeah. perfect. And you are the one putting your own stress on yourself to get something done in crazy amount of time. Yeah. You're your own worst enemy sometimes. And you're your yeah. own worst critic. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So you've been essentially, we've been coaching you now for, for about a year now, which is incredible through the podcast and through our content. Have you worked with a coach at all officially or? or nope. No, no. This awesome. has all just been, again, for people listening, free shit works if you listen, mm-hmm. right? You know, yeah. and Matt and Beth are very generous with their, with their advice. Cause I'll tell you before this, well, Matt, I, mem- I don't know if you, I, you probably remember, I tried to engage a coach here and remember what he did to me. With the, the um, messages that I put on uh, an Instagram, where I basically he wanted me to come in for a session, and I said, "Well, I can't make it that day." And he started the whole, "Oh, you can't find sixty minutes in a in oh, a twenty four hour day." He's one of those, yeah. Oh god. Yeah, and then and then I was like, "Well, seeing as I like have two kids, it takes me half an hour to get there, half an hour to get back. I need to work an eight hour day because I need to make make money to you know you know pay my bills." Yeah, no, sorry, like I don't have any time that day but I can maybe make it another day or next right. month or next week. And he said, well, we're probably not going to work anyway. So goodbye. And that had been my experience of personal trainers slash coaches up to that point. And you changed that perception because I remember you had me talk to Jessica about potentially coming on board as a client. 
mm-hmm. it was the first time in my life I talked to anyone in the health and fitness industry that said, you know what? You're doing good. They said, you know, basically getting a coach might do more bad than good right now. So let's revisit in six months to a year to see if to see how you're doing and then we'll gauge then. I was blown away. I could not believe that someone was turning down turning down money. money. <laughs> <laughs> because I remember going into one gym one time here and they would take your measurements and they plot it into a computer and they'd show you this big fat person. And they'd say, this is what you look like right now. Oh my your God. metabolic, you know, at the time it's like, you're 26, but your metabolic health is like 30. So like, you know, you're actually aging four years faster than, you know, someone your age should be. But like, if you pay me $6,000 for the next year, Right. This is what you can look like. And they put in new measurements and it's like this thin buff guy. It's like, and now your metabolic health is like realigned to where you should be and you won't die as quickly. And it's like, oh my God. Yeah. Like it's just, and it's just like this, you know, fear, uncertainty and doubt, what I call FUD, you know, it's, they just kept feeding you the FUD over and over again. And mm. eventually, you know, I mean, who wants to hear they're dying faster? Like no one wants to hear that. Yeah. But it's bullshit. It, at the end of the day, it's bullshit. And it's, it's why I've kind of gotten away from gyms a little bit. I mean, I might be a bit jaded, but it's kind of why I kind of transitioned to the home gym and doing some other things is because I just felt like, you know, you were constantly being watched by a trainer. Someone was just waiting to pounce on you to try and sell you something. And I've heard a couple of your guests who've worked in that industry and what they talk about. And I'm like, yep, that's exactly what I Mm -hmm. experienced. Mm -hmm. James. Yeah. James was probably one of those. Yeah. I was just thinking his the first one I came up with my brain when you said that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, he validated. He's like, yeah, that's exactly what they do. And that's exactly what yeah. I did or my people did or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fear sells. Fear sells. It always sells. Yeah. Awesome. So you also mentioned earlier in this conversation about your systems and we're big believers in systems and, and processes. You know, how did you kind of develop those systems and processes? And did you realize you were doing it at the time? No, I, I just like I said, I started with day one, 30 minutes. Day two, 30 minutes, three, four, five, six. And what I would do, and actually what I did is um, after a week, I took a mental note. I said, you know what? In three weeks, if I can do this easier, I'm going to add five minutes. Okay. And the way I would do it is like, because the way I do it is I live on a long, I live on a long street because I live, I live a bit out in the country. Um, It's like eight kilometers long. Isn't everything and, in Canada in the country? <laughs> <laughs> Not everything. You ever, been, you, ever been to, you ever been to Toronto? <laughs> uh, no, I haven't. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh concrete jungle best to avoid it but that's because i'm from ottawa and we have a rivalry with them but actually if you ever had a chance to come out here to halifax um about a half hour from where i am is a place called cape split and it's a hiking trail it's about eight kilometers long and at the end of it is just the bay of fundy is the sea cliff views and everything like that so if you guys ever do one of your challenges and come out here i promise i'll sign up and i'll go with you cut the crap go to canada we we keep getting asked to go to canada matt we do actually so yeah you should And, and even if you're going to my hometown Ottawa, Ontario, Gatineau Park. So if you ever go to Ottawa, you'll notice you're kind of in a in a bowl with hills around you. Gatineau Park on the, is in the next province over called Quebec. They have walking trails that go on forever, and you can hike to the top of a lake called Meech Lake. Um, it's got these beautiful views. So yeah, you guys definitely should come. And then anything out west is always is always good. Yeah, and and I know we have it. quite a few. Um, listeners that are from Canada. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to throw this message out there to anybody. If you are in Canada and you want to see us come to Canada, let us know that you want us to come and where, because I know Canada is very fucking big. So yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's actually big. We're the second largest landmass after Russia. Actually. Yeah. Mm, insane. Um, 
But anyway, getting back to the systems, like I said, I just kind of, and what I would say to myself was like, if this is still easy, or if I'm still doing this really well after 30 minutes on week four, I'm mm. going to add five minutes. So what I would do is like, if I was doing a 15 minute walk or a 30 minute walk, I would walk 15 minutes one direction and 15 minutes back. So then I would walk 17 and a half minutes one way and 17 and a half minutes back. And I just kept adding those five minutes, five minutes, five minutes, five minutes until I topped out around 60. Because 60 was actually a goal. It was like, I want to be able to walk for a whole hour and not be winded and feel good. And I, I actually attained that goal. And so that was system number one. I did that for three to four months. And I said, now it's time to hit the gym. And I went into the gym and I had done personal training so many times. I still remember it, a lot of the, uh, you know, the weights, the movements, the forms. And I just kind of started with doing an hour and four exercises for an hour. And what I realized after a while is the more I walked, the 30 minute, I would walk further in 30 minutes in week, let's say six than I did in week two. Now, what used to take me 15 minutes now only takes me 12. So I actually okay. have to walk an extra three minutes to get to the 15 minutes I used to get to before. And that's that whole progress thing. And it was the same thing with the gym. I started with basic movements. Then I kind of moved on to compound movements. And then I, then I, you know, kind of the targeted movements and then shoulders, arms, you know, I have a shoulder day, shoulder and arm day, a chest day. And it all goes back to building, building your system small because systems are meant to be built to be scalable. So I started small and I just scaled out. And that's kind of how I built, built my system. And like I said, it's taken a bit of a hit over the last four months or so, four or five months, but it's, I'm getting it back on track because I've already got it built. So I just need to go through the motions and, and do it again to get back into, into the swing of it. Yeah, I mean, that's seasons of life, right? I mean, you just, mm -hmm. you, I know you've been traveling, you went on vacation, I believe you are, or you did celebrate your your honeymoon, or not your honeymoon, your, your wedding and everything like that. So anniversary is the word I'm looking for. What was that right, uh, word that, Beth, you told me before the podcast? You're for clumped. For clumped. I'm for, I, I was just for clumped. I'm glad I got yeah. to just use that word. In, in this <laughs> yeah. Oh awesome. my goodness. Sean, this has been fucking fantastic. Um, I can't believe our hour is up. Before we go, do you have any words of wisdom for, for our listeners? Yeah, just if there's anyone who struggled more with weight in their life, I'm one of them. I'm not going to say it's me or I'm the only one because everyone, everyone does it. But like I said at the beginning of this, I have conquered everything. I have had conquered everything in my life except my weight. And now I finally conquered it. And I did it at 40. After so if you're trying for 20 years or longer, because like I was, I was brutally bullied as a kid in school. Like I remember a guy in high school telling me I had the biggest tits he'd ever seen on a guy, you know, and maybe I needed a bra and like this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Like just like growing up in the nineties and early two thousands really sucked. Totally. Um, I'm now at a point where I could, you know, basically tell those guys, well, thank God I didn't fucking listen to you. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, let's compare our tits guy <laughs> yeah exactly you know um, you know it took me a while but you know it takes a while for you to get over that kind of trauma and that kind of stuff but you can do it one of my favorite things to say now Beth is we can do hard things mm -hmm. it's actually on my LinkedIn profile I call myself uh, what does it say critical thinker problem solver and doer of hard things that's, doer that's of hard awesome. things that's Fuck awesome yeah. yes that. so so yeah but that's yeah. right you can do hard things it mm -hmm. takes time be kind to yourself mm -hmm. don't beat yourself up so much you'll get there just keep going 
Yeah, you guys are right. Just keep going. When it seems impossible or you can't do it any further, just keep going. And if you do, you know, you guys, I think you guys saved my life. Dude. I really do. You saved your own life. We, yeah. you know, you, you, none of this wouldn't matter if you didn't take mm-hmm. action. We gave you the, the, the blueprint, the tools. Yeah. You fucking took action mm-hmm. and you yeah. deserve all the credit for that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it's Absolutely. been, it's been great. This is almost like a dream. I can't, uh, you know, when I started listening to this, like uh, this podcast a year ago, uh, you told me I'd been on it. I would have been, you know, I said like, ah, it's impossible, but it have been awesome. So the fact that uh, I'm, I'm going to live, you know, I'm going to listen to this episode. I listen every Friday religiously, but I'm really going to listen to this episode. It's be interesting to hear my own words back to me when it's actually been edited and, and done. And, and I love the new theme music, by the way. Awesome. awesome. Yay. Love it. I, I forgot we had new theme music. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, we we did that at now. the last. No, we um, we changed it when you were here for the June um, in, uh, or Florida, August meet, uh, meet and greet. No, it was, wasn't it? Was it in August or was it when we came back from Florida? It was uh, recently. Oh, it was for our two year anniversary, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. We <laughs> our, our brains are fucking scattered all over the place sometimes because we, we, it feels like we've been doing this podcast forever. I mean, it's two years. So I kind of yeah. two years is a while. It is. I mean, in podcast land. <laughs> awesome. Sean, dude, this has been amazing. We are it truly has. honored that you came Thanks on. Thanks for here coming on. Your story with us. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for um, having me. It's been great. I don't, are you active on like Instagram or do you have like a Facebook page where you post about this type of stuff? Or are you um, just here like, guys, just listen to me and hear my story? Yeah, mo- mostly mostly just Facebook, you know, because um, like I said, I'm not the kind of person that likes a lot of attention on themselves. I do like to mark okay. milestones. Uh, Instagram, my page is pretty basic just because uh, the trolls I find on Instagram are worse than on, on Facebook. But yeah, uh, Sean Jeffrey is uh, J-E-F-F-R-E-Y. It's my middle name. I, I don't put my first and last name on. Um, that's my Facebook page. Um, I post there periodically. I'm also in the FFT Facebook group. So I'll be letting everyone in the Facebook group know that uh, was, was, that I posted this uh, or that I was on the show and stuff. And I'll post the link when that's up. Um, my family, uh, some of them are looking forward to seeing this too and and hoping that uh, hoping that they can. Because I mean, the, from a family history point, you know, my grandfather died. One grandfather died of lung cancer. Another one um, died of a massive heart attack at 55 when I was nine because he had diabetes. Mm. And my great grandmother and my grandmother had uh, died in 62. Um, so a uh, lot of early deaths in the family. And uh, I had, a, I had a, a friend of mine commit suicide last year. Uh, mm. Had another guy that I used to work with who was like 56 or about 59 was a big guy. He died of a heart attack. And then a guy who used to work with me, 35 years old, took a massive stroke. Three days after his birthday, just after Christmas, and uh, I said, "I don't want to be a statistic." Mm-hmm. So well, you're being proactive, and you're breaking those generational—not traumas, but you're breaking that generational trend. I, you're asking a menopausal yeah. woman. I have no yeah. fucking idea. Now. Okay, I, 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 no, our, I don't have words either. Yeah, that's yeah. our sign. I to wrap it up. So, all right, yeah. all right, incredible. Have Thank a great you so rest much, of your Sean. day, Sean. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks, guys. See you later. Bye. Bye. Hope you enjoyed this episode. So why not share with a friend who needs to hear it? Send us a DM on Instagram or email us at cutthecrappod at gmail.com and join our Patreon at patreon.com slash cutthecrappodcast. As always, we appreciate you and thanks for being here.